everyone, and welcome to episode 231 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Starting things off with Richard, the owner of MTG Goldfish. How are you today, Richard? Hey, Seth. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. We have a lot of interesting topics today, and I'm pretty excited to talk about them. But before we get into it, we also have content creating all-star, Krim. How's it going today, Krim? It goes well. How you doing, Seth? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, doing super well. So today, we have some really interesting, unique topics. We got some big announcements in the past week, uh, impacting Pauper. Going to start off with that. Also, Magic Arena, some changes, some updates, some new formats coming in the future. Uh, wanted to talk about that as well. There's a new promo of a Commander staple coming out at GP Vegas in a couple of months. Wanted to mention that. Maybe some modern and B&R stuff if we have time before, of course, wrapping things up with fish mail. So that's the plan for today. A bunch of different announcements kind of jumping around. So let's jump right into it. And we're starting things off today with a massive announcement regarding the pauper format. Uh, pauper, if you're not familiar, all comments has always kind of suffered from this uh, kind of ununiformed format. Basically, it's built on the Magic Online card pool, so if it's a common on Magic Online, it's legal, but if it's a common in paper, it wasn't legal, but then some playgroups use different rules, and it was very confusing. So the announcement this week uh, was, most importantly, unified legality, essentially. Any card that was a common on Magic Online or in the paper world. Going to be legal in Pauper outside of uh, the ban list, of course. So official support from Wizards as well. It's actually like a real format. So what do you guys think about this huge Pauper update that kind of came out of the blue? Uh, you missed you missed an important point. So, so like you said, it's an official uh, tournament now. So you could theoretically play FNM or, uh, you know, an actual sanctioned tournament with Pauper going forward. And in addition to these changes, they added three cards to the ban list. Him to Torok, Sinkhole, and High Tide. Yeah, so with the change to Unified Legality, uh, that added 200-ish, I think, cards to the format. So those were all cards that were not in the Pauper format before this announcement, but then they became part of the format because they have common printings and paper. Uh, and Wizards decided probably get rid of those right away, which... I mean, I think it's a good choice. I did really want to sinkhole people. That, I think, would be super fun. But, uh, I mean, him is pretty busted. High Tide, I don't know exactly how you combo with it in Pauper with all the Storm cards banned, but no one has ever done anything fair with High Tide, so uh, probably no big loss there. Uh, these cards get a bad rap. They're just like, <laughs> oh, they're so scary. Let's just pre-ban them all, right? Like, why don't you just release them into the wild, see what happens? Like, is Sinkhole really that bad in 2019? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it feels great. <laughs> but you're playing Popper. There's, like, so much degenerate old cards you're going to be playing with anyway, right? Like, it's not like it's standard or anything, right? You're playing with cards from 1995. You're going to have weird stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of three-mana land destruction that is legal, so it's not, like, standard or something getting sinkhole. There is a lot of pretty good land destruction in Popper already. Two-mana is cheap, though. I actually think him would be the most broken of those cards, just because Popper is super grindy and, like, card advantage based. Uh, you don't have a lot of of 
easy finishers where you're just like, oh, I do my thing, and then I, like, Emrakul you or Grizzlebrand you. It's more this, like, incremental card advantage trying to grind out value. Monarchy is really huge in Pauper. Some of the best cards are the cards that make you the Monarch because it draws you an extra card. So I think that him would be pretty busted just as a straight, like, two-for-one on turn two that sometimes just mana screws your opponent and gives you a free win if you get lucky. See, I, I'm the one of the cards I, like, cause I, I never played much Pauper. I started building a Pauper deck and i was building a uh, blue black delver or whatever and then the the bannings happened and then i kind of stopped building it but uh i i actually really wanted to play with him uh and th- and then when it, when it became a sanctioned format i was really excited and then can't play with him so i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i can see the argument i guess for just like letting things go and then banning them in the future but I think there's a pretty high likelihood that they would have to be banned anyway, so maybe instead of, like, having people buy decks w- build around those cards, it's better just to head it off beforehand. Oh, darn. So it was like $1 <laughs> him to Torox. Gonna get banned. <laughs> but anyway, enough harping on the banned list. What do you guys think about this uh, for Popper as a whole? So Popper started on Moto, a ton of community support. It's kind of following the commander uh route where it was initially it's you know not official but there's just so much support and so many champions uh pushing the format and then now it's officially a format and then maybe we'll have an actual grand prix maybe a pro tour who knows right it's a sanctioned format so everything's on the table now i mean it's a huge step forward for popper like unified legality is something that I had been asking for for a while because I just ran into all these issues when I'd even tweet about the format. People being like, oh, why aren't you playing card X, which technically wasn't legal because it wasn't a comment on Magic Online, or they'd be like, oh, why are you able to play, like, Battle Screech or Chainer's Edict, which are cards that were never printed at common in paper, but they were on Magic Online. So it gets rid of a lot of that confusion. It also, probably the biggest deal is, it actually shows Wizards kind of cares about this format and is listening to the players and noticing that this format's taking off. So I think we're still a long way away from Pauper GP level, but I definitely think having it be a supported format in the Wizards event reporter is going to mean more Pauper events, uh, F&M type events at local game stores, side events at Grand Prix, and if it keeps growing, maybe it'll get to the GP stage eventually, although I think that's still a little ways in the future. Um. Yeah, I mean... I'm just excited that there's a new format that you can play now for like, as you had mentioned, GPs and stuff like that. So th- this is uh, looking great. I mean, I want to actually pick it back up again and uh, see what I can find at my for my uh, next FNM. But Krim, there's no there's no common to fairy. How are you? I, I, <laughs> How do I, you navigate this format? <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's it's foreign territory. There's no blue planeswalker for me to like champion <laughs> and and get excited about. But there's I think Counterspell is legal. <laughs> Counterspell is definitely legal. And there's like, you can probably find a Teferi card, like Teferi's Curse or like well, some is disruptive student with Teferi in the name. Disruptive student, right? Like, I, I think that's that's common. <laughs> that, is, that is a thing. You can disruptive student in Popper. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone actually play disruptive student, but it is a legal card. <laughs> I'm ready. Put me in, coach. <laughs> so... 
So, Richard, have you ever played Popper? Like, I've done some Popper videos, played it on and off, depending on how I feel about the metagame. Krim was talking about getting into it. Uh, what about you? Do you have any interest in this format? And does this announcement make you more likely to, like, put together a Popper deck and try to go to a Popper event? No. I mean, a long time ago, <laughs> I played some Popper. I played some Mono Black, some Delver. Uh, you know, just a couple events here or there. But, I don't know, because you got to play, like, Magic Online to play Popper and... If I was going to like play with old cards, I might as well just play Legacy. So I don't know. It's 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 a weird spot. And the the big reason I wanted to play Popper uh, were all the cards that just got banned. <laughs> right? All the broken blue cards. So like now I'm like, uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. If I wanted to play cards which I didn't understand, I could play Momir, right? So I, I don't know. It's like a weird spot for Popper. That's why I think they should keep these broken cards like sinkhole and him and stuff like that so it gives you an outlet to play those cards and there's an advantage to this format aside from being cheap right i think that's like the number one driver but i remember when i looked at popper decks they're not actually that cheap uh like a lot of the old cards are pretty expensive uh so i uh, I, I, I don't know it's it's cheaper I, but not as yeah. cheap as you think it would be <laughs> They're, I mean, they're fairly cheap. I'm kind of browsing over the metagame page right now. In the paper world, decks are kind of topping out slightly over $100, and you can get a lot in the, like, $50 to $70 range. So compared to a modern deck or a legacy deck, they're pretty cheap. But they're still, it's not like they're 10 bucks or something. Yeah, like it's still $100, Seth. Let's, let, let's yeah. put this back into normal people terms, right? <laughs> it's still $100 for the quote-unquote cheap format, right? I mean, yeah, that is... That is very true, and there's not a ton of overlap with your money. Like, it's not like most of your pauper cards are going to help you build a modern deck or build a standard deck, because the staples are not really the same, so I don't know. And I guess the con the concern about pauper I have is a lot of the staples are old cards, and while, like, Master Sets, Modern Horizons does allow for reprints, if the format ever did take off... I think you're going to be, like, looking at $200 popper decks or something, and then, ugh, it's, it's still a format people are going to want to play? Like, how much does the cheapness of the format play into people even wanting to play it? If it spikes because it's popular, do people just stop playing and buy a standard deck for the same price or something? Yeah, but usually, because they're commons, the power level is low enough that they can just be reprinted in any master set in the future. Uh, you're not going to have this weird thing where like, oh, I don't want to put Thoughtseize into standard or Tarmogoyf into standard or something like that. Like, you can almost always put these cards into the next expansion if you felt like it. So I feel like the format will remain around where it is today. Quote-unquote cheap at $100. <laughs> Except Obliet. Uh, Obliet can never be repented, apparently. What is Obliet? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. All these old cards with, like, weird rules and... Um, yeah. That's Color why they won't reprint Opulet. They actually mentioned it. Is like the text doesn't fit on a modern Magic card. <laughs> it, it's basically a crib. Uh, it's basically like a black Oblivion ring, but uh, but it's weirded in a worded in a really weird way, where it like also keeps any enchantments on the creature. So when it dies, all the enchantments come back too, and it's it's very just a strange card. But as he's playing like the mono black control deck in in Popper, and it's like almost 40 bucks a copy 35 bucks a copy what <laughs> yeah when i think commons and magic i think 40 dollars <laughs> I, I i think four dollars but i mean i guess like do you think do you see them like making like any 
popper specific sets boy so i was actually gonna ask you guys this too i think that's one of the big challenges with popper it's a great way to like fill out a master set you can throw in some popper cards i don't know if you can sell popper products though because of the cheap like people yeah. i was watching the stream <laughs> where they're gonna masters. announce it and they're like $5. yeah they're, that's what people were saying like oh we're gonna where they're gonna announce popper masters and it's gonna be awesome and i was like who's gonna buy a ten dollar pack of all commons like who is actually going to spend what price would you buy that at would you even buy a four dollar pack that was all commons like i don't okay, know how what if you we go radical this. what if popper masters is half the price of a normal booster pack it's so like two dollars Ooh, that that could work they would never do that but i mean I, yeah I like think, a, production on that would probably make it not worth right yeah i, I think <laughs> they they do do popper masters and things like that in the sense that they just randomly downship things in sets right so in the same way we get just random commander throw-ins in our various expansion sets uh we're gonna get that in uh for popper cards in our future sets where they'll just downshift cards uh with the intent of bringing them into popper not just for the limited environment I guess the other cool possibility is because popper decks are often in like the $60, $70 range, they literally could just copy and paste like one of the decks from the metagame page and stick it into a pre-con and sell it for like $35 or $30 or even $20. And and that would probably work when with modern, when you have a $1,000 deck, you can't really just give people a $1,000 worth of cards and a, you know, a $20, $30 pre-con. But in Pauper, you could do that. You could take the top five decks in the metagame, throw them into pre-cons like the commander decks, sell them for 20 bucks, and it would probably be fine for everyone and be a way to get people into the format. So maybe that direction could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I so any of... Ob- in a new frame, though. They can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to have to, like, expand the size of Magic cards so they can reprint Obliette. <laughs> Double-sided. Just the rules text goes on the back as well. <laughs> uh, so, so any other popper thoughts on this announcement? I think overall my take, it's great for the format. The ban list, definitely up for debate, I guess. Uh, I've heard a lot of different things. Some people like it, some people don't like it. But in general, like having one set of rules that everyone's going to be going by and having it officially supported definitely bodes well for Pauper's future. All right, so let's move on. Let's move from Pauper into the world of Magic Arena, where we also got some really big announcements about what's coming up on Arena. So, uh, Richard, why don't you walk us through kind of the nuts and bolts of the bigger arena announcement all right they have finally announced it they have announced historic your new standard plus format uh so when rotation happens all the cards from ixalan forward are in historic no amonkhet no kaladesh they've decided not to put those blocks in at this time but maybe they'll put some in the future so what do you guys think about this frontier slash standard plus format uh, i had my i like i was pretty much you know my eyes were wide and i was waiting smiling tongue hanging out of my mouth and then they and then it's just like i was a little bummed it's it's casual uh i i can't i can't climb a ladder with that um and and i don't even mind if it's uh 
the current set, right? Like if it's just this standard, because you know, I mean, I definitely don't mind if it's this standard. Uh, but <laughs> people are like, "Oh no, it starts with this current standard." I'm like, "Yeah, right. Isn't that great?" But then I found out I can't climb the ladder, and of course, I don't know if that's going to stay that way. Hopefully, it changes. That's the only thing I personally think I'd like to change about it. Uh, other than that, I, I'm interested in seeing how the format shapes out uh, and like shapes up to be like. It could be pretty fun. I just don't. My biggest gripe is that it is not a competitive format, which well, is what I was hoping it would Can you climb the ladder with Wild? Is it a separate ladder? Is wild? It the same ladder? Like what? It's a separate ladder. I see. And uh, and I mean hypothetically, if I played the H word, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, like I I definitely thought. At least there was a ladder for me to play. That was fun. I played wild for a little bit. You know, the idea of going, you know, legendary and wild and then legend in, in standard also. Uh, I thought that, I thought that was sweet. I mean, maybe, maybe they make some sweet events for it because even Hearthstone did end up making, I mean, sorry, the H word, uh, made some <laughs> events for it. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're starting casual to see if anyone will play this format. And if people will play it, I feel like they'll add ranked. Uh, I, I think they just, like, it was the same reasoning they gave, like, way back in the beta, where they're like, we don't want to split the queues because, uh, you know, if there are not enough players, it's going to be super awkward. But I feel like if it's a fun format and people play it, they'll totally add ranked. Just like they, there was, like, best of three, best of one, and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually they just did what people played. I, f- I feel like because they made this choice, though... It's going to make it so it's not a popular format. Like, I think it's sort of like this weird self-fulfilling prophecy that because there's no ranked play and, in my opinion, because of the card pool as well, not bringing in more sets, I feel like people are not going to play the format, which means it's not going to get a chance to be successful and ever get ranked play. So, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed by the announcement. I feel like... Wizards promised that people would have a way to keep playing their cards after rotation. That's something that's been being talked about for a year now, or since last rotation, which happened while we were still in beta, and there was like an account wipe, and then we had rotation. But they've been talking about what they're going to do for rotation for a long time now, and I feel like this announcement was like the absolute minimum possible that they could do while still technically fulfilling the promise that you can play your cards after rotation. This is why I compare it to on Twitter, and I, I stand by this. That It's like that big, like, oh, don't worry about your paper cards rotating people because you can always play them on your kitchen table. Like, don't worry, we're not going to come and, like, rip your cards out of your hand and throw them in the incinerator. Like, you can play them on your kitchen table. That's fine. Uh, so I feel like... People are hyped about this, maybe being like an eventual modern replacement, being Frontier, which people have been wanting, like a cheaper modern, a more accessible modern without some of the degeneracy and issues of modern. And I feel like that's not what this format is. This is like ultimate filler format. Like, okay, like technically we said you can keep playing your cards and here you go. Enjoy your casual queue. (laughs) Wait, so you guys are both disappointed. So what would change that from disappointment to excitement? Like, did you want them to backfill some sets so we get, you know, an actual different format or is just like a ranked queue good enough? Like what, what, what would change it from being a meh to like, oh, this is amazing. For me, it'd be a ranked queue, uh, ranked queue, and just like another, like just an arena, you know, non-rotating format that I can play at a competitive level. I think that'd be fun. So I think a ranked queue is necessary 
Plus, uh, I thought the minimum would be the format would be slightly different because of Kaladash and Amonkhet, and I was, like, holding out some hope in the back of my mind that maybe, like, oh, part of Shadows Over Innistrad was programmed, maybe they'll add that in, maybe there's some chance they eventually work back to, like, Magic Origins or something, like, work back a few sets and make it feel a little more modern-y, so I think... I think that's the other thing for me. It needs more sets, and my feeling is still what it's been for a long time. I think this format could be fun eventually, but with it literally being current standard plus one set at rotation, it's not going to feel like modern or even frontier for several years, so I don't know. My expectation for the format is why the card pool is so small, it's probably not going to be interesting. I think uh, you get to still play your Esper Control deck with Teferi or go infinite with Nexus of Fate, like, and if that's your thing, that's awesome, but do people really just want to lose to Nexus of Fate and Teferi in a new format for the next couple years until we get more sets? No to the Nexus part. Oh, I'd rather lose to Aetherworks Marvel. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. I think think Seth is kind of onto something that they did the bare minimum to get it working because they know... It's not like a new format, right? Like, it's going to be this standard. And the problem is if they put the older sets back in, they need some way for you to earn those cards. And that was probably, like, too complicated. So my guess is, like, next year, we'll see these older sets come back, and they'll have some mechanism for you to actually earn, um, you know, the, these older cards. Because if, you know, where, where are your Amonkhet cards, right? You, you have none. You have to actually start wasting all your wild cards. That's not fun, right? So they got to figure out some way... For you to earn these cards, but then new players don't want these cards because they're trying to play standard. And then my my ultimate thought on this is like they don't want you to play this old format, right? Like just like they don't want you to play legacy. Like yeah, technically you can play legacy. They want you to play standard so that on every set release you you know you put down the money, you buy the gems, you get the new cards. Otherwise your standard deck sucks, right? But if you have Etherworks Marvel or whatever, the best deck of all time and in uh, historic, right? You can just keep playing that forever. You don't need to spend an additional cent on the game, which is not what they really want, right? They want you to keep keep getting new cards with the new sets. That's a that's a really good and I think very true point that Wizards is incentivized to like have people keep buying standard cards and uh, that's probably a reason why the format is kind of casual only. Like, imagine if you could buy your whatever historic deck, your modern equivalent deck that you can play for a bunch of years and use that to qualify for Mythic Championships and do all the stuff that they want you to be buying new standard cards to be able to do. Like, that would probably cut into their bottom line. Like, some people would just build their one historic deck and grind that forever up to Mythic and, and wouldn't, Wizards wouldn't get any money out of them. So, hmm. Do you think the format will get better in the future? Like, do you, do you think this is what Historic is, starting at Ixalan, it'll slowly grow as more sets come out, or do you think there is a chance that in the future we do get a rank queue, or we do get at least backfilled through Kaladash, which we know is already programmed, or maybe further than that if we get lucky? Like, how set in stone do you think this is? Is this a test run to make sure it's up by rotation, or is this their design of this format? I think it's test run. I mean, I, I don't know. They're going to add more sets. It's, it's going to change with every set added, right? But this is it. It's it's Frontier in the sense that it's this format, and when it first comes out, people will be hyped, and then if the metagame is solved and boring, then people will just discard it. So it's going to depend on what it actually looks like when you know more sets come out and it looks different from standard, because currently it's just standard. 
So what <laughs> what do you think for the immediate future? Like with it being what it is, without a rank queue, with only current standard sets plus the fall set, like is this going to be a popular format or is this just kind of a, a filler format? Not without ranked. <laughs> like you have no, you're not incentivized to play this at all, right? Like, yeah, you have your old deck and you can play, but I mean, I guess you could have just like direct challenged your friends this entire time too, right? <laughs> so without rank, there's like nothing to grind. So there's no reason to play this. And we've been playing this format for the last six months or whatever. So like, this is not new. So I don't know, right? At least with Frontier, you had the initial rush of like Brewer's Paradise, right? With this format, you're like, oh, okay. To fairy, <laughs> nexus of fate. What else is there to do? Like it's it's kind of solved. So I, I think we got to wait for you know after rotation when a new set comes out. Then you actually have you know a format that we've never seen before. Yeah, I think it could be fun eventually. But personally, I'm looking like a year or two down the road when we at least have like double standard or something. I think even when the fall set comes out. It's hard for me to imagine the best decks from current standard are just not going to be good enough for front, uh, historic, which is uh, current standard plus a single set. So uh, I think people want to get away from that. Like so many people are looking ahead to rotation and standard changing. I just don't know if people are going to be like, oh, okay, I'll play this historic format, which is the exact standard I've been waiting to get out of with rotation. Why, why would you want to leave this standard? Krim okay, <laughs> is going to be the biggest supporter of historic. He's going to. Single-handedly, oh, I'm keep the only the person in this flow. queue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, experiencing these 72-minute waits? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to rush into my next mirror match. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's more to this announcement. So we are getting uh, mastery trees. So today is the early access. Tomorrow is. Um, the actual release, of course, at 2020 for everyone. And then with it, we're getting a mastery system where it's replacing your weekly rewards. So now you have this like RPG grid. You put spheres in them and you gain rewards. Uh, and you can actually buy a different board. So every set will come with a board. And then now you can buy a different board for 3,400 gems, I believe, and 5,400 gems. And uh, it comes with a cat. So you now have a pet that's on the battlefield and it sits there and does stuff. And I don't know what it does because I don't have early access, but there's a cat in the game. It, it doesn't do much. It just kind of sits there and like I think it kind of licks itself occasionally. Can you like click cats on do. it? Can, can you oh. like interact with it? I, I did not try clicking on it. Maybe, it, maybe I should have tried that. <laughs> yeah. So now you have a cat and now you have a mastery board and... From the breakdown on Reddit that I read, it seems like it's worth it to buy the mastery boards if you're actually going to play through them because essentially the board gives you like gold, gems, wild cards, packs, uh, some skins, and some stuff like that. Uh, so that's happening. And then London Mulligan is coming. It's yeah, that, Arena. that will be in effect starting tomorrow, I believe, because it's in effect right now on the early access thing that has yeah. London Mulligan. And the last thing which I'm excited for is Ranked Draft will always have the latest set available. So uh, you can always draft the latest set and then they'll also have like a rotating schedule for an additional set. So the mastery thing, I think that it's hopefully a good thing. I've seen like 
Some mixed numbers. I think it mostly makes up for what you lose in terms of the packs you get for your weekly thing. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm understanding this right. Is it based on each day uh, playing enough to hit your rewards? Like, I think that's one of the criticisms I've been seeing is, like, if you don't play every single day, this is going to be bad for you uh, compared to the old system. If you're just someone who, like, plays a bunch on the weekend but can't play during the weekdays. So I think it'll probably depend on how you actually interact with Magic Arena. If you're someone that's playing a couple hours every day compared to doing all your playing in eight hours on the weekend. I do really like that it's, like, retroactive, though, apparently, where you don't have to buy it ahead of time, but you can, like, see how much progression you're making and then choose to buy it, and your rewards will, like, backfill. Yeah. You can buy it two weeks later and then back. It's kind of like the new player experience. If you just go to the board today, it just gets backfilled with all the stuff you've earned already. Uh, But, yeah, I've heard the daily rewards issue, and I really hate that stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm old. I'm a dinosaur. I don't believe in these like daily rewards, right? Like I like to play in bursts. I like to sit down and play for twelve hours, and then like that's it, right? I don't like coming in every day and playing for thirty minutes. Uh, but all the games push you to do that. It's like addictive behavior and blah 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 makes them more money. But like, oh, it's just so agitating because if I sit down and play for twelve hours, I basically waste like ten hours of rewards, right? Because you get the first two hours, you claim all your rewards, and then there's nothing. But that's just me. But I think just overall, I think it just makes it more fun. And I think importantly, it gives you a sense of progression, right? You can actually see what's going to happen and, uh, you know, you can get your rewards lined up that way. But I think overall, it's supposed to be better for players. But we'll see when the math comes out. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at it right now. And it sounds like if you buy, if you spend the gems to buy the pass, it goes up to level 100. But I'm not exactly sure how you get there. People on Reddit are, like, calculating the number of days in a season because it goes from set release to set release, and there's only, like, 84 days. So you kind of, like, max out at 84 unless you somehow, like, play special events maybe to hit the missing level. So it's a little... more gems. (laughs) The answer must be you pay more gems. (laughs) You can... Actually, you can pay 250 gems for a level, apparently. So maybe, like, you just have to pay more gems to hit the last levels. So uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. I wish it was weekly. If it was, like... If you could do it all in bursts, like Richard was saying, I would be a lot more hyped. The way I interact with Arena is definitely not to play it for three wins each day to, like, hit my rewards. I'll play, like, six hours one day, and then I'll play no hours for the next two days because I'm playing, like, Modern on Magic Online or whatever, and then I'll play six hours again the next day. And for me, I don't think I'll progress enough to make it worth spending the money, even though I think it's a really cool idea. How is it that... You do magic as a full-time living set. <laughs> Play a million hours, yet you cannot hit this. That's, like, weird. And you know, what's, you know what the problem is? The problem is they're copying the mobile game model when this is not a mobile game. Like, if it was play 30 minutes a day and I had a 30-minute commute on a train, I'm like, yeah, I'll just open my phone, play a game, get my rewards, be done with it. Except we can't play on our phones. So you actually need to carve out some time at home at the computer and get, like, a 30-minute, one-hour chunk to do your quests. Unless, unless they're hinting at a mobile game. Uh, 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 yes, uh, please. 
<laughs> I've, I've also heard just from my stream chat that especially free-to-play players aren't a big fan of wins being necessary for completing quests. I've had, I've had some people, like, I've tried to play this for free. I keep running into these, like, really good decks. It's really hard for me to even hit three wins a day. Like, it takes me 10, 15 matches to hit my three wins because I lose so much. So maybe, like, having it be less win-based and more just, like, achieving non-win-based quests would help some of those players. Like, I think incentivizing people to play is good, but I'm not sure that incentivizing wins in specific is best for all players. Well, you're supposed to get pissed off and then buy a hundred dollars in gems to get some <laughs> mythics to show oh, them right that's that is probably <laughs> that, is, that exa- is probably you know when you play candy crush or whatever and you're at the high level you're like this is like literally impossible right like it's so difficult that you want to ease the misery by buying some power-ups or whatever but like that's I, exactly what they want you to do <laughs> i yeah i had a really eye-opening experience i was like they added these new features to twitch where you can sort by like least views most views uh, recommended based on different games so i sorted magic based on the reverse of what i normally see which is the people with the most views and was like just jumping around to streams that had like zero viewers one viewers and uh they had someone who i think was very new to the game they were playing they lost to a boros feather deck and then they're like oh i wonder what white red cards i have in my collection and they're just like started scrolling through their collection and trying to find boros cards to build a deck around and i was like wow i i forget that that's how so many people interact with arena because i'm just so like oh i have this deck i want to build i have all the cards i put it in i play like a league but so many people play it so differently than i play it or i would assume most like enfranchised magic players play it and I think that maybe the system is not as good for those players as it is for the more enfranchised players. Playing as Richard Garfield intended. (laughs) (laughs) No net decking, no prior knowledge, just building with what you have and using the random cards you open. It's a very difficult task because you then play against the guy with the full-out tuned to fairy deck and you're like huh this is not working as well my my 10 minutes of creativity and research does not beat the thousands of hours of combined community attempts to tune this deck what do i do so crim do you will you personally be buying the the mastery pass like do you think the way you play arena will match up with like getting close to maxing out with whatever level you can get to 184 whatever it ends up being you see seth i just want to have the cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> the question is, can you get so, the cat for free or no you have to pay right i think so i think it's therefore a lot of people pass, will yeah. buy this because you want the cat I, you already you already know i love the idea of like a you know kind of like these cosmetics that you can buy in game i like almost all my cards are have the panoramic thing <laughs> all like you know what i mean like <laughs> everything is fancy right but it's just uh like uh, yeah i i would buy this stuff only because like like of the things like a cat <laughs> something that you know doesn't actually affect my gameplay in any way shape or form but just is it fun to have the mental yes yes as long as my mental psyche is good and, <laughs> and lesser solid, people would I, quit when they have teferi emblems on them but you see the cat and he's cheering you on you're like no we could we could win this we could win, we this. Could win this wait can, can your opponent see your cat or no they can't right there's only one cat on the board and it's yours May- maybe 
Maybe. Or maybe they'll have two cats. Oh, like, you need to be able to like, flex you know. on people. No, you can You can see your opponent's <laughs> cat you as can. well. You need cat. to flex on people. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, they like face off to each other on opposite sides of the battlefield if you both have one. What I want is a cat that makes like snarky like BM remarks <laughs> to your opponent. And you're like, look, it's not me. <laughs> it's the game. cat. Right? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> nice draw. Are you mana screwed? Mull the four lols. And like, it's not me. It's the cat. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. That's, yeah, that's how they could finally implement chant in arena. You just like type and the cat says it. <laughs> that, oh, that would weird, probably be this a cat bad is just idea, going but. off. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any other, any other arena? news or uh, topics related to arena before we move on all right so uh last bit of stuff before we get to fish mail a couple of things real quick first there was announcement of a promo that it was on the stream this weekend they actually uh, had a twitch stream for the gp it is a promo of soul ring which i know you can get at gp vegas that's what it said on the stream uh twitter is saying that you can get it other places as well although i'm not exactly sure how they're being given out, but it's basically a GP promo soul ring that has something to do with Vegas, but will be at other places that I haven't seen an actual listing of them yet. So, uh, what do you guys think of this promo? Useless. It's not playable. It's banned in our format. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you guys don't put in your deck. <laughs> so, so I don't know to, I think, I think it's a pretty good card. Like everyone needs it, but also everyone has it. So I think it's a good card for, being a promo because you can upgrade it because like every commander deck ever made has this card in it and there are a lot of commander players the real question is which we don't know the answer to how many of these are they printing like how expensive will this card be because every commander player will want it and we know there are a lot of commander players i could see it being expensive in the beginning but after a certain point it probably will drop like all the promos do right because this is this just going to be exclusively for the Vegas side events? Okay, so first EDH events. I'm I'm reading or? on Reddit now. It's starting at GP Vegas, but it will be available at Commander events at other Magic Fests in 2019 and also other places in 2020, according to to Gavin. <laughs> at on, other places. <laughs> that's what it says, and wow. some other places in 2020. So I don't Wait, know so exactly. You, you what only that means, get this but... when you enter Commander side events at Magic Fest. This this is not a Grand Prix entry promo. It do, it Correct. it looks or like this is specifically for playing in Commander events at Magic Fest, starting with GP Vegas. Oh, that's you, you that's gotta the, actually play Commander events at a GP. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's what gonna it looks be hard. Like. Uh, so there won't be that many of these, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, probably relatively low supply, and it looks really cool. I think it's a sharp promo, and there's foil and non-foil, so depending on your taste. So it maybe it'll end up being kind of expensive, at least, like Krim said, for the near future. If it's going on for an entire year at different events, maybe the supply will get up there eventually. But the other funny thing is, I don't know if you saw their, their stream where they announced it. They showed the back of the card, and it had six colors rather than five uh, on the back of a magic card and people started wait what <laughs> you mean, if you, you mean like the the dots of colors yes the dots showed six was it, was different it colors what color was it? yes there was a purple a purple dot and people started freaking out and were like oh my goodness they're adding another color to magic and uh they had to clarify that 
apparently Channel Fireball just uh, Google searched for Magic Card back, high resolution, and it was like a mock-up that someone had made of if they added another color to Magic. <laughs> so there was this big uproar, and it ended up just being like an error based on their Google search. <laughs> well, I noticed that Channel Fireball printed out a card back oh because it was like an artist proof or something or it would, no it was it like on a no. it was like on a powerpoint presentation on the stream oh. where they like announced the promo and they showed the back of it too interesting <laughs> it, it was vince <laughs> it probably was it probably was vince's fault yes he, he, he got angry at how much better my beard is <laughs> All right, so one last one last topic before we get to fish mail. Uh, we just had a big modern tournament, and we don't have time to like go into all the results or anything. The thing I want to ask you is, BNR is next Monday. When we cast next Monday, we will have had our next BNR announcement. There is a modern mythic championship. The end of the month. Are you expecting any changes? Give me your quick BNR prediction, and then we can see next Monday uh, how we did with our our predictions. Zero changes. Modern is in a healthy uh, place, and uh, no changes. I say they ban something from the Hog Act deck. No, they're going to let it run rampant, so you have a fresh event for the Pro Tour. (sighs) Right? Wouldn't it be a cool story for new players? Like, oh, look, there's this new Hog Act deck, and go and buy Modern Horizons, and you can play this deck, too. If they I, ban okay. it, it'll be like, okay, Tron won. <laughs> whoop de doo <laughs> I, I guess I mostly wanted to not also say no changes. I think probably it's realistic that they don't do anything and wait till after the Pro Tour, be- especially because we're also getting London Mulligans like this coming week and see how that really changes the format because so far there's been pretty minimal data on that. So maybe the combination of wanting to sell Modern Horizons packs with Hockey in them and also London Mulligan means they just wait. But I do think things are going to have to be banned. Like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check the price of Stoneforge Mystic. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. This is a great indicator. Do you, no, it's, it's do stable. You actually it didn't see? spike. <laughs> no one cares about Stoneforge Mystic being unbanned. <laughs> or maybe so many people already bought it. <laughs> thinking it would be unbanned. People have finally realized that this card will do absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, like, do you, do you think anything will actually get unbanned? I was going to say Stoneforge Mystic has a shot of being unbanned. Like, I don't think it's going to change anything. And it would, again, spice up their Pro Tour if uh, they wanted to. Is, are there any other cards that are safe to unban? I I mean, based on, based on current modern format, I think that something like Birthing Pot or Splinter Twin is way Ooh, less twin. degenerate than yeah. most of what I play against <laughs> in modern at this point. Like... Twin doesn't even scare me anymore when you're in a world of so many fast stacks with London Mulligans. I don't think they'll actually do it, but I, I think it would be relatively safe compared to what's going on now. I, I think I'd, I, I'd like to see Twin. Pod is a little scary. Pod, Pod is scary, but Twin is fine. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed. Either way, it's going to be an interesting tournament. We haven't had too many big tournaments. And while Hogak was very prevalent this weekend, it wasn't super outside the lines as far as, especially the individual tournament. The metagame at the SCG was 
really wonky. It was like th- like almost 35% Phoenix and like 25% Hogak, and that's off the charts for meta. But it was a team tournament, which uh, kind of skews things. At the individual GP, I think Hogak was like 18%, which is really high for Modern, when decks that's normally really top high, out Seth. at like 10%. Are you 10%. trying to make Hogak seem fair here? <laughs> that's really high. <laughs> I thought high. it might be worse. I thought it might be worse at 18%, honestly. So it is very high for Modern, but I was thinking it might actually be even worse than that. I haven't played Modern in two weeks. Have people figured out a way to beat Hogak yet, or no? Is it still? Yeah, good? you play blue. Uh, you play blue white. <laughs> <laughs> it it won right. It won Dallas. Yeah, I think I think blue white did actually beat Hogak in the finals. So maybe that's a way to beat it. So we'll see. It'll it'll be interesting to see what actually happens. He really is the hero of Dominaria. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Terry saves another day. (laughs) Yep, a a thankless job. So many people yelling at him, but he does his job so well. (laughs) All right, Richard, let's let's answer some fish mail. All right, if you have questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail on Twitter, and we'll get to your questions on air. So, first question from Daniel, longtime listener, love the show. The cycle to work is so much better with you guys and Masters of Modern. Would love to see some Tier 1 competitive EDH on Commander Clash at some point, like Cast Twin Doomsday, for example. And when is Krim going to do Teferi Tribal League in Modern? <laughs> Don't I do that? I think I do that every day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I should just make <laughs> To Fairy Mayhem, the best series in the world. Yep. <laughs> and for, for Commander Clash, we've done competitive weeks in the past, so I'm sure we will uh, do another one in the future where we play CEDH decks. Yeah. We, we, we need to practice. We never practice. <laughs> <any of it. laughs> yeah, I need, I need to study the primer a little more than, than two minutes before filming. <laughs> like, how do you how do you combo what I tutor for? I don't know what to do. Scoop. What is stacks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean Lee, twelve o five. If Watsy fixed Faithless looting to make Faithless rummaging, discard first, then draw. Would it be a fair card in modern? I mean, it's obviously worse, but I don't think it's is much worse as you might think. Like, I guess there are times when it is clearly worse, but in general, yeah, I think it would still be pretty busted. I think it hurts the fair decks. (laughs) People are trying to do fair (laughs) things, but I I don't know, like a dredge-style deck, if they care too much. I mean, they're going to lose some percentage points, because sometimes the card you draw is the card you want to discard. But in general, I think they're fine with it, whereas the fair decks will hurt more, I think. I don't know about that. Okay, I think you could make it work in a fair deck if you make it a 2-2, and it, you could exile it from the graveyard, and it would create two 1-1 elementals, or 1-1 one, one, one elemental for each non, non-land non card discarded. Ah, yes, Season Pyromancer! I love that card, so... Uh, 11 Vicious. In the MPL, why not have something like the AFL and the NFL? One spiky league, and one league that advertises new sets by playing new cards. Or just full NFL with 32 teams and use GP seasons for drafting. Sunday Night Magic, Team Fireball versus Team Goldfish. Wait, what is the <laughs> AFL? Is it just, it's just some so, alternate league, right? There's, yeah, is there I think something... it's just a knockoff 
But it's <laughs> not, not like the XFL league. or anything, right? I, I th- it's just, or, or do they mean the NFC and AFC? How there's two divisions but, it, within the NFL? Are you implying that one is a joke division and one is a spike? <laughs> I mean, you know, it would be pretty cool to have like I'm in the professional meme department of the the MF at like MPL, right? Like that would be pretty cool, <laughs> but. Or maybe they're saying AFL is upcoming players and NFL is established. I think it's just different. I think I would actually really like to see this. They just announced a really cool-seeming European tournament where it's kind of this pro-am thing where it's, like, literal celebrities. Not, like, top-tier celebrities, but celebrities... We're talking celebrities. about football or magic. Hold on. This is magic. They're e- esports. <laughs> these are celebrities from outside the magic community. Like, I saw one of them, the French one, it was, like, an Olympian who was actually, like, competed in the Olympics and won gold medals, and maybe they're more of celebrities if you're from Europe and know who the people are, but playing with a magic person and doing this tournament, there's no prizes on the line, but it's, like, it seems like a really cool event and a cool way to do it. I wish that we had, like, the MPL for spiky play and you earn your way into it by winning tournaments and then also had something that ran alongside it that was that was fun and interesting and more based on showing off like the breadth of the community and how many different awesome people there are that might not be the best players in the world but so isn't that the community cop and like streamer showdowns and all of that i mean yeah i guess that's, or you, just, that's you don't want to see magic it's called the celebrity you want to see like tom right? brady playing some <laughs> I, I I did email Ninja. He has not responded. <laughs> no, Ninja, Ninja won't come. Darn. I, I feel like the problem is that that's seeping into, like, Pro Tours and the MPL. Like, I feel like there's not much separation there. It's hard to tell what is Streamer Showdown in Mythic Invitationals and what is Mythic Championships and MPL because it's kind of just all, like, mashed together into invites and stuff that we don't really understand what's going on so i think a clearer separation between like this is our fun promotional stuff this is uh, whatever like the best players in the world that won their way here by doing whatever would maybe be beneficial yeah i wait wait a minute no they do do this they just don't brand it like uh the day nine series spell slingers that's essentially what you want right like random celebrities playing magic yeah, I think that but, would. But I guess yeah. it's in like a show format rather than like a tournament or a stream or something like that. Yeah. I think more mythic invitationals. Like do more mythic invitational type stuff. Or like this new European league with the celebrities. I think stuff like that's really cool. But I don't know if it's best to have that also like mixed into the mythic championships because it kind of muddles what each event is about like it's hard to know is this a promotional event is this supposed to be like the super bowl of magic is this supposed to be the pro-am of magic things aren't very clear at the moment because it seems like it's all just mixed together all right next question bubba medic one hello guys i currently play elves in commander and popper and wanting to keep the theme in modern with a modern elf deck using shaman of the pack is there a version that is viable will we ever see elves in top eights Actually, yeah. Yeah, I see elf decks all right? the time. Yeah, elves. Yes. Uh it's green black elves. Yeah. Um it it do, it's not like crazy crazy like, you know, legacy powerful, but it is very good still. Yeah, there's actually several well, I don't see any from like GPs or anything, but uh there's a bunch of published lists from Magic Online smaller SCG type tournaments of green black elves. So it's definitely not tier one, but it is a legitimate modern deck and it definitely could spike a GP. 
All right, BB Zidane, I have an old Moto account that I haven't logged in for over a year worth $100. Should I cash out or hope for Watsy to have a conversion plan to Arena, which I do play? I don't see a conversion plan happening. Yeah, I think that that ship has long sailed. If there was a conversion plan, we would have seen it already. Yeah, uh, I, I, it seems like they're going forward with supporting both clients. So if you can really get a hundred dollars for your collection and you're not going to play Magic Online anymore, that's a nice chunk of gems on Arena to like get your M20 cards or whatever. So I guess I would just go that direction. Time to get a mastery tree and get some cats. <laughs> Colin adding, Hey Krim, from 1 to 10, how excited are you to scheming symmetry with Baby Teferi? Richard and Seth, keep (laughs) Krim honest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I mean, I do like the idea of it, right? Like, at the end of turn, I'm going to plus, I'm going to go tutor for something. This gets around them playing their spell, but, like, getting their card before I do. And and, and I just, for some, that's like a one-mana grab an Ashiok or something like that. And then and then we mill him. And it's a good game. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a good time. I, I don't know if it'll work. I actually might try to do that. <laughs> At Saw Speaks, do you love Magic the Gathering enough to get an MTG tattoo? Color wheel, oh. blood moon, to fairy. Oh, thank God Krim is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, funny that you ask because yes (laughs) i have a grinning demon tattooed on my forearm and i'm planning on having a uh jace teferi and uh like hanging out with uh gengar uh haunter and ghastly three pokemon wait (laughs) a single tattoo like how big is this tattoo yeah (laughs) it's gonna go up my entire arm (laughs) that's well it okay so and then and then it's gonna have yeah so like ghastly haunter gengar would swirl and kind of float around them and then it would form a purple vortex that would turn into the Japanese crashing wave, which would then have a squirtle surfing on a Game Boy Color. And uh, th- this is an idea I kind of thought How about. How big so. is your arm? Like, how- <laughs> uh, seems- you know, I do a lot of uh, push-ups recently. I've done like, I think, five. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of canvas, you know, right here. Are, are you going to leave biceps. an expansion slot? Like when they, when they print the next Broken Blue Planeswalker, like what are you going to do? Face, just over my face. <laughs> <laughs> just like actually just over my face. <laughs> I, All right. What, what, what is the TBD for this? I, I, I need to see pictures. Uh, you know, that like once I sit down and get a tattoo artist that is does not have a seven year uh, wait list. Ooh. When when we're in Vegas for GP Vegas, and then we can film it and put it on the YouTube. There, there it is. There it is. We'll, we'll just find, we'll find somebody for thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Thirty bucks in Vegas. Here we go. No regrets. <laughs> I I could see myself getting like a Blood Moon tattoo. I'm not as much of a tattoo guy as uh, Crib. I don't think I have. I have one tattoo that I got when I was like 18, but. I, I could see a blood moon. What about you, Richard? Are you this is too committal? I will never get a tattoo like ever, <laughs> like of anything or of magic. Nothing. Like, how can you be assured that you will enjoy whatever it is you enjoy today, <laughs> ten, twenty, thirty years from now? I have no faith in myself to, <laughs> to do that. So it, I cannot get a tattoo. You may not. You may not, but it represents a point in your life. That's that's actually my my theory too, basically. Well, like, I have a I photograph like it, but it that I keep me. on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is too committal. This is too committal. <laughs> Biped 7. If you guys could ban any card of standard, what would it be? And why is it Teferi Time Raveler? That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Nexus of Fate. Uh, Nexus and Big Teferi are already rotating, so I, I would ban Little Teferi. I mean, I'm not calling for a ban or anything, but if I had to choose something, it would probably be Little Teferi. Over uh, over the new uh, Triceratops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think Sifting Ceratops is fine for the time being. <laughs> Maybe like Unreasonable. maybe a red card <laughs> like fanatical firebrand. I do hate losing to the red deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's but isn't that because you play a bunch of spicy decks? I just that want a dirtle. To get to- Leave me alone, fanatical firebrand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Empty car. The mythic championships have been doing well thanks to Magic Arena and the boosting coverage, while MPL hasn't taken off. Do we need a weekly league? And would it be better to concentrate on fewer, higher-profile events, Dota Majors, instead of League of Legends? I think the MPL just uh, suffers from the fact that it's pre-recorded and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it definitely does suffer from that. I'm not sure what the demand would be if, in like the perfect world if it wasn't pre-recorded, uh, but it would definitely be better, I think, or at least improved over where it is now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do next year with the MPL. I think we're... We're kind of priced into it for this point, uh, at this point for the rest of the year, but next year, who knows? I could see anything from MPL going away completely to major changes to try to improve it and make it more entertaining. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's time to go back to pro tours and <laughs> cut down on the weekly events. I don't know. I feel a part of it is just fatigue. Like we have so much magic content to consume nowadays that unless like something special is happening like who has time to watch like you know your favorite streamers the scg the grand prix the pro tours this weekly mpl plus whatever else you watch right like it seems like a lot so i don't actually know and i I feel magic is not the same as like football where football happens all the time but every time you watch it it's fun, I guess. I don't know, but would you... <laughs> I've, I've lost my point. Mr. Like with I Magic, hate unless Magic there are new decks, like you don't really care how players play because they all kind of play the same way. Like there, there's yeah. usually like a correct line, and then you expect them to play, it and that's it. And like I, I don't know, it, it's not as fun as watching League where the patch is the same and the meta is the same, but you can still watch two players as they outplay each other or two teams. So maybe having fewer magic events and highlighting kind of like the uniqueness of the metagame and things like that. But I don't know. Because I, I initially was one that really called for that weekly MPL, like all concentrated in one spot tour. But it hasn't really worked out. It's kind of been meh. And I personally am not interested to watch it. So I, I don't really know what the problem is. Just bring back GP coverage. I would be happy with that. At least more than we have now. I uh, This weekend, when we had two modern tournaments uh, that were available to watch on Twitch, kind of reminded me of how much I kind of miss the good old days, when every weekend you could turn on and like watch Legacy or watch Modern oh, or watch yes. a new standard set. And, oh, boy, those were the good days. I want Sunday Legacy. <laughs> That, that was like a year ago. That wasn't that far. <laughs> Sunday Legacy made stores so much money. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, let's play Legacy. Then I bought so many Legacy cards. <laughs> 
Whereas now, there's like nothing to entice me to 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 buy magic cards. So maybe we get Sunday Popper now. Ooh. I think my my entire shift for buying magic cards has just moved to digital. Well, get those easy. cats. Just just get the cats. <laughs> yeah, cats. <laughs> Yo, is that a cat on there? Put a corgi on that, <laughs> and I'm in. <laughs> it's like Teferi with like a, a blue robe, a red robe. Yeah, a pink. That's robe. adorable. Oh, Tecorgi? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. A temporal dog. <laughs> I, I wonder, Krim, what is your upper limit for paying? If they if they gave you a temporal dog, how much money <laughs> would it be before you're like, eh, it's too much? I, what do you mean? That doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> would, what would is you too pay much? Of, <laughs> here's, I'll just, I'll just tell them, I'll tell them, here you go. Here's my credit card number. <laughs> you, you charge the limit that needs to happen. <laughs> I mean, come on, that would be so cute. I would super want one. Uh, I mean, 90% of the time, my dog sits on my lap while we film podcasts. <laughs> I, think, I think I think we'll get a corgi eventually. We have a cat. I think I'm just yeah. too cheap for Arena. I, I it, it takes a lot for me to, like, buy a 500 gold, like, stained glass planeswalker. I'm like, do I really need this stained glass Tamiya? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll think about it. Maybe Maybe next week. Let me see if I can earn some more gold. <laughs> But don't you know, Seth, it plays better. <laughs> it's like the foil argument in favor. It plays better. The extent of my blinging out is shelling out for the 50 cent lands instead of using the freebie lands. <laughs> that, 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 that is it. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I, I do pay more money to have matching cards. So like, if I have like I... three like old bobs or something and I need another bob, it has to be the old one. I can't just buy the new cheap one. That's just wrong. Oh, Richard, Richard, Richard. <laughs> you already know for a fact that is not true for me. <laughs> yeah, I mix and match all my cards. <laughs> I go out of my ways to mix and match all of them. I have one of each duress. I do it on Arena, too. <laughs> my chat goes crazy. They're like, wait, what? It's bothering you. There, there should please, be an please. option in Arena to force all of your opponent's cards to be the same. <laughs> just to override their choice of card cards uh and then just choose the same art <laughs> i mix and match everything it's great and, and, and it works see i get tilted crim gets five percentage points and rolls me and i'm like it's all because of these stupid mismatched cards i spent all this time coming up <laughs> with reasons why they're dumb instead of focusing on playing and i lost <laughs> Played his white bordered Japanese watery grave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all our fish meal for this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fish Mail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I think that that brings us to the end of episode one or two thirty one. Man, I almost cut off hundred episodes of the MTG Goldfish <laughs> podcast. Uh, so we will be back Classic. next week with uh, whatever's going on in the magic world, a BNR update, anything else that happens. So, Krim Richard, thanks for hanging out. It's always fun. Thanks to everyone for listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week. This is the crew signing out. <laughs> <laughs>